Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so excited that you joined us today. We have a very special guest with us, Ashley Skipper, and she is the director of the Perryton Christian Academy. Um, and uh, Ashley, how do you know mom? You are, you're connected with mom. Yes. Hi. So I um, met Mrs. Barnes whenever I was looking for teachers for the school year. So she is one of my teachers at PCA. That is awesome. And how did, did you start PCA? Or I did, did not start PCA. Okay. Um, Joe and Jana Stepp started it about six years ago. This is its sixth year. Oh, wow. And then um, I was just, I was involved mainly as a parent. But then they um, had a change in life plans and moved to Idaho Falls last summer kind of unexpectedly. So I t- stepped in there just to... <laughs> kind of unexpectedly. So yes, be prepared. unexpectedly. was not my plan. So I stepped in to help out with the school. That's I'm awesome. so glad you did. It, yeah. it didn't take us long when we were talking when we first met to know that she was a reader. And then I, we connected like that way because I was uh-huh. like, oh, she's a reader. And, yeah. and she is a reader because I, I suggested, uh, I think the, which, what was the, the depression one by Hannah? What was that one? The Four Winds. The Four I mean, Winds. And, and she read it like it bam and on beneath the scarlet sky uh, you know I thought that would take her a while she's like I'm done I'm not you're done (laughs) yeah it's it's one of my flaws one of my many flaws but if you give me a book and I start reading it I just can't stop until it's done that's not a flaw that's that's awesome yeah I mean I've had to I've had to pace myself and not let myself read because that's all I'll get done well, and in this day and age, that's rare because there's so many people that are not reading at all. So, yeah. And wasn't it C.S. Lewis that says, uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to remain an atheist, you need to be very careful about what you read. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's why we have, it's easy to be an atheist if you don't read anything, you know, yes. but when you get to reading, I mean, if you read this story of Pino, you're, you're like, what, Pino? You're like, how, how could this happen? Well, you oh, know, God's hand is in it. So let's introduce what we're, what we're discussing today. We're recapping is it's called Beneath a Scarlet Sky and it's by Mark Sullivan and it was published in 2017. And go ahead, mom, tell us what it is about. Well, and I don't know if you guys knew that, but when I, uh, somebody told me it was going to be made into a movie, but I don't know that. I have a, be a great mini series or something. Yeah. Uh, it, we are, uh, well, it's in Italy, which is kind of like, what was the one in, uh, the unbroken one was, um, in Japan. So when you go to someplace other than Germany and you talk about World War II, it's kind of enlightening because I have, I haven't ever been introduced to this. Yes. So this is all in Italy and we meet a real person, Pino Lella, is that his name? Looks like it. Yes. And he's, uh. I, and Mark Sullivan, if you if you read the intro to this, it kind of like saved his life, this book and going on this search for 
Pino and, and interviewing him and all this uh, gave it. So it's a novel beyond a novel, I guess you could say it, it, it was amazing. And I, I love the one quote. I have to throw a quote out really. Um, it says, but we can't stop loving our fellow man, Pino, because we're frightened. And I think that goes with our time now. Mm-hmm. You know, just resonates. This is just amazing. But what, what did you, what struck you, Ashley, about the book? What stands out to you? Well, you summed most of it up right there, that this was a true story. This was a 17-year-old boy in Italy that had to then go through what he went through. But um, going back to what you said about today, it was chapter one, the first page. He talks about um, World War II was a news patch, nothing more, listened to and gone in the very next moment, replaced by thoughts of his three favorite subjects, girls and music and food. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's a world that we live in for sure, that all the things going on specifically right now um but it's just a news patch Mm. a news dispatch yes so it doesn't feel real until it's in your backyard yes and i will say this this is an interesting i i like the way mark sullivan writes because um i feel like this is this is nonfiction, but it reads like fiction is it do you you guys agree with that does that how it felt yeah yeah I kind of forgot it was truth, you know, sometime. Yeah. I was like, you keep having to remind yourself, wait a minute, this really happened. And then I saw her, I saw Ashley at school and she looked up the cathedral. I did look up the cathedral because I knew it had to be something grand, but we don't really have anything like that here for sure. Mm -hmm. Not in Perryton, Texas. (laughs) So um, I looked it up and wow, it is beautiful. And so it's still standing. It's still standing. Um, as far as I could, I mean, as far as I could tell, it was still standing. The pictures looked like they were. That's so present day. Yeah, I think but that's I had so... to have that image in my head when that's I was powerful. reading it. Yeah, that you went beyond that. And uh, it's just like uh, you can read, but there's layers to reading, you know, and, and you're not a surface reader because you dug deeper and I'm thinking in the book, there's a quote, nothing in life is worth doing. Nothing in life worth doing is easy. So if you read a book and a lot of kids will say, I read that. I, I didn't get anything out of it. But it's because you didn't put anything into it. Mm-hmm. And so when you looked up that up, I said, oh, deep reader there. And then I say, oh, we need to get you on the podcast. You're like, ah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, yes. no, thank you. Yes. So thank you. I know. So I know. I but we appreciate you being there. Thank you so much. Um, I have a question for you. So um, talking about the history and all of that, what was something that you learned um, historically from this book that you didn't previously know about World War II or uh, that time period? Well, the devastation that hit Italy. I, mm. I mean, yeah, same I for did. me. I didn't know that. I didn't. I mean, obviously, yes, many countries over there were affected by it. But in my mind, and things that I had read and in history class, and I just never got to see what it did to the other countries. Yes. I think I think mine kind of piggybacks on yours, because I feel like for me, the thing I, when I you hear about 
the alliances with Germany, you just kind of in your mind mark them off as like, that country's bad. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're in with alliance with Germany, you're bad. And this gave a different perspective of like, the Italian people didn't want to be with Germany. You know, they didn't. Yeah. So it, it gave a perspective of like, oh, what would that be like living in a country that is, you know, fighting this, you know, on the wrong side of the war, basically, that you don't believe in. And it gave a totally different perspective to me to the, like, what the Italian people went through. So I had no idea. Yes. And the, the story of Pino going to Father Ray and, and helping the Jewish people to escape through treacherous, oh, that whole story, even if you didn't read the whole book, if you just read that, that would be motivation to anybody. But I mean, I, I would want you to read the whole book, but it says, this is another quote, the, the distance doesn't matter. Just think about your next step. And Pino said that. Mm. That's how he got these people to do unbelievable things. I mean, he, remember the time, guys, he had a smoker. He had all these different kinds of people. And he's trying to get them to do insurmountable things, you know, walking. But I love that. Just think about your next step. You know, that goes with your word, mom. Like, or yeah, centimeter, centimeter, right? Yeah, it does. Centimeter or something. Yeah. So it's amazing what you can accomplish when you just work a centimeter at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on that. Well, and I think the fact that he, it's actually, you get more than one story because you actually get two stories because he does go to Father Ray in the mountains and help uh, help Jewish people evacuate. But he also then is forced kind of by his parents to um, work with work for the Germans. And he's so humiliated by that. And he's really a spy, but his brother doesn't know that. That right there, I, oh, I just yeah. felt so bad for him. Yeah. Yes, it, but he never he never faltered. He just accepted no. that this is how you're going to look at me because I'm wearing the swastika. And, and how? And then and then Mark Mark Sullivan is a gifted writer because then you know you're going to lose the women if it's all war. So he throws in Anna or Anna, however you were. And I loved her quote was, "How do you find happiness by looking right around you for blessings?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh yeah." So it's it's. Uh, I think she also said sometimes happiness comes to you, but usually you have to go look, seek it out. And I think, yeah, let's mm-hmm. in the Bible, seek and you shall find. You really do have to seek it out. Yeah, it starts off. I mean, that it, it really does grab you. I mean, because he's he he sees this pretty girl and he asks her. He's this teenage gangly guy. Ask her to the movies. And, you know, and then it's like he's at the movie theater. Right. She- and then it blows. She doesn't well, come. She, but his brother follows him there, and then the movie theater gets blown up. Yeah, right. I mean, you're like, what? And I, I'm yeah. just like, when you see their lives disrupted and how that, uh, you know, and I, I was like, Ashley, I never heard anything about Italy in World War II. Mm-hmm. So it's it was uh, kind of eye-opening. And it's really amazing that people lived through that and survived through that. And came out on the other side of all that. Like that, that to me is just, I mean, there's people that didn't obviously, but I mean, the people that were in the cities and, you know, in Italy and made it through all of that. I'm just like, how much grit does that take to, Mm -hmm. you have to figure out how to survive. Like people, like his family, they had to leave at night to to get away from the bombing, you know, because the, the, the other people are bombing Italy because they're sided with Germany. So they have to leave at night to get away from the bombing. I'm just like, it's, it's just fascinating. 
And when he asked Father Ray, he said, what do we do, Father? He answered him, we have faith, Pino. We have faith and continue to do what is right. That applies today. I mean, just take that and you can go right now. What do we do in our times? We, we have faith and we do what's right. Everybody, of course, I really like Father Ray. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was good. I think the, that, that side of it too helps you have faith in like, you know, sometimes you, you hear all the bad people, but it's good to hear, hear stories about like Father Ray and stuff too. It's like in the underground, getting Jews out that way too. Like, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, there's, uh, what's that quote? It's from Jordan Peterson. Um, and it says something about hard times create great men, great men create good times. Oh, I've good said, times yeah. create weak men and weak men create bad times. So yeah, it's a cycle. It's yeah. a cycle. But like through mm-hmm. this bad time, great men were created. And Pino is one of those, you know, and great people, not just men. But and then since you're talking about men, you have to go talk about the general. Han. I mean, and he's a real guy. I looked him up. General Han. Did you call it? What did you guys call him? Layers or liar? What? Liar, liar, Layers. pants on fire. Layers. Okay. That sounds know. really good, Ashley. Yeah, Very thank good. you. I, that's how I said it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you think about him? Well, my thoughts changed about him. Did he really, you know, because he was doing all of these terrible things and Pino was getting to see all of the terrible spots. But then at the end, he, was he doing that on purpose? That's what did you part. think? Yeah. What did you think, Ashley? Did you feel like he was, or did you feel like that was just self-preservation? I think it was self-preservation. You That's think he I was, felt. you think he knew enough? I kind of agree with you because of the way he worked people. And he, he mentioned that before he, he was good at giving favors. Yes. So that's yes. what it felt like to me too. Yes. I don't know that maybe he wasn't helping a little bit because I don't know at what point he found out that Pino was a spy, but um, I think it was self-preservation. I think he knew what was coming to him if he didn't help, help the Americans. So that's a good point though. Yeah. Did he really like, he might've really liked Pino and knew he was a spy and the other stuff was more self-preservation and maybe the not giving Pino away was because he yes. liked, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Well, I think it would be really hard not to like Pino. Yes. Yeah. Well, Pino was... saved his life too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he owed him that favor. So maybe that's, yeah. Cause he, that was the way his mind worked was, you know, you do something good for me. I'll do it back to you. Mm-hmm. But he, tur- he turned uh, him in. Pin- Pino did. Didn't he turn him in? And- yes. Yeah, at the end. How I just, I, I really, Pino amazed me. Amazed okay, me. Let's, let's do this. So, Ashley, what was your, when you finished the book, what, what were you feeling when you finished the book? What was I feeling? Um, honestly, what I was feeling was thinking this was real. Mm -hmm. this actually happened to this kid and I was thinking I have a 16 year old boy could I imagine you know him at 17 because that's how old Pino is whenever he starts the story can I imagine him hiking the Alps to get people to safety you know driving the Hans and um, 
affecting his life. And I just, it was just personal to me thinking about it that way, thinking about this young boy. And could I imagine my son doing that? Wow. Yeah, that would make it definitely hit closer to home. My my kids are seven and six, so my you know it's hard for me to get there. But yeah, he's your son's the same age. Yeah, and that's good. I'm glad you brought out his age because you know when you read it, I was I kind of forgot that he was 17. You know, because he's he's a man all the mm-hmm. way. He just but yeah, 17, and then that brings it back, you know, to reality, and it's real. It is real, and maybe that was necessary because you know at 17 your brain's not fully developed so maybe to be able to do all that your brain had to not be fully developed yet yes so but that was a good thing I think that was he was he became and this I'm, I'm just an amazing character he's an amazing man and he I think he lived a great life afterwards too um and it, just to be and the fact that his story had not been told before was amazing yes. to me. And I am so grateful for Mark to Mark Sullivan for, for telling us that story. I'm like, that would have been lost forever, you know. Yeah. So and I, I just, know he, he he did so much research and to go and went back and talked to the people and all that. I'm thankful for you had a friend that recommended it. Do you remember her her name? Um, but she's the one that told you we had it on our bookshelf for a while. Uh, beneath the scarlet sky she's your friend that it's good to have reader friends because (laughs) they will connect you because mark sullivan now has a new book called the last green valley and it takes place in ukraine and that's on our books deck so we will be recapping that whenever we finish i'm excited to get to that one too and you said the person said it was even better than beneath the scarlet sky which is hard to believe but well but you always think your your the book you're reading is your favorite (laughs) yeah Oh, but the person who recommended it, um, her name was Brittany. And yes, she's... Kudos to Brittany. She's recommended some good um, World War II historical fiction books, but this was a true one, so... Well, in the book, I think it said it was Hitler's left-hand man in Italy. It, is that because they didn't think Italy was, in, it, Italy was as important? Because left-hand man, or was Hitler left-handed or or was that a left-handed compliment? I mean, I don't know. I didn't catch that, I guess. I didn't either. Yeah. Well, I I find quirky stuff. So, you know, in all that book, you guys got the deep emotion. I'm going, left-hand man, what's up with that? No, that's a good thought. Does that mean what you, yeah, that's interesting. Well, you, you know, when someone says a left-handed compliment, it's not really a compliment. Okay, mom. So what was your reaction on, uh, on, I don't think you told us that what you learned historically either. So what did you learn historically? And then what did, uh, what was your well, reaction when it was over? Well, I learned that um, all, all this, what we, what we knew from school, like I'm, I'm right there with Ashley because what they taught in school was a very condensed version of what was happening in Germany, maybe Poland, maybe you got a little bit of Poland, but we didn't know, I didn't know it was happening in Italy. Hmm. And I thought it was ironic, having come off of reading Unbroken and this, how Unbroken, he, he was from a poorer family and uh, Pino's wealthier family, but yet both those boys did the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the Bible, it, 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 it kind of hints at that, you know, that really earthly wealth doesn't matter. And it doesn't. And, and this, these two stories show that 
because they both had a faith in God mm-hmm. and that doesn't really matter. And that's not a financial thing. So, you know, some people might make an excuse saying, well, you know, I, I came from a poor family. I didn't have a chance or my family was rich. I didn't have any instruction. I got to do whatever I want. So those are just excuses. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Pino didn't make excuses. He didn't want to be a spy. And so I thought, here's a chance. We, know, we need to do hard things. And so I, I was inspired by the book. It really inspired me. I mean, can you imagine? I'm like, I was, it's hard, especially as someone who is taught to follow instructions, I guess, to think, you know, because I mean, I was like an A student. I, you know, didn't get in trouble in school, except in your class, I think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well but, uh, you had to make a point that you didn't play favorites. So that's yeah. okay. Um, but I'm saying, for someone like me, I, I guess an obliger, it would be to, to think of being a spy is just like, wow, like that's so hard to think of that. You know, it's like going, I, I can't even wrap my, my mind around it. Like that was, I just appreciate you know, so much for doing that because but, that but he is didn't, so difficult. He didn't want to be a spy either. No, he didn't want to, but he was in the, he was in the perfect position to be one. Well, I, I just think that, you know, the book really has something for everyone, actually. I mean, it, 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 it's pretty high. Like Ashley said, from the very beginning, you're, you're kind of just sucked in. I mean, it, you know, it, it goes it goes fast. It is a thicker book, but it, it goes really fast. It really does. So, Ashley, let me ask you this. As we're coming to kind of wrapping this up, we always like to ask our guests, um, what is one book that was like most impactful to you that changed you in some way or that you would recommend probably you know it's hard to pick a favorite but what would you say would be one that's up there that you would recommend well and I don't know you may have already done a podcast on this one but the worst hard times no we haven't I go back to always Hmm. so would you would you be willing to come back when we do one on that one Ash yes I would oh great so what is that what is that about it's about the um the Dust Bowl times okay. and it's set right out here in the panhandle in Boy City and Shattuck in this whole area and it follows a few families and um, their struggles through the worst hard times and I wow. can't remember his name but he is like Mark Sullivan because he takes it and makes it kind of like a story but it's true. yes yes yeah. it was a true story and I know they did a lot of research down in Lipscomb at the museum there wow. to write the book Timothy Egan okay. is his name. And yeah, I love that book. It and was amazing. So how was that impactful for you, that book? Well, I think, um, again, it just brought light to something that I'd kind of heard about. And it made it so real and come to life with what the struggle that they actually went through. And again, it's right here where we live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, reading is said, that's why, you, you know, teachers need to read to their kids because it causes you to have empathy. And both those books, Beneath the Scarlet Sky and The Worst Hard Time, empathy all over the place for these people. Yeah. You know, for I can't sure. believe you. I can't believe you picked that and one, Ash. You, you <laughs> know, I will say that I used to be, I fell into this category and I think a lot of people do. I, I read fiction, you know, throughout um, elementary and high school and then when I went to college it was all pretty much you know the textbooks I did all you know most of my reading went to that and then when I got out of college it was mostly like nonfiction, like self-help books 
like, or, you know, I, it was hard for me. I, I thought that I was wasting my time with fiction and mom, you helped bring me back into the fiction world. And even though this is, this is nonfiction, but I'm just saying like that, there, there is something really to that. Like you get a lot of, you're right about empathy and stuff like that. Like, um, well, that was Francine Rivers actually yes, did that. Yes. Bless her heart with a lineage of grace. Yes. What a book. Yeah. Because there are talented writers out there that can weave fiction with nonfiction. And then that's the best of both worlds when you yes, do that. Yes. Well, that's become my new favorite genre is historical fiction. I didn't even know I liked historical fiction until the last couple of years. So, yeah. I think I, it's mine too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's so, and I'm like, I wish that when I was in high school, the teachers had used that to teach us history. Because I just feel like it would have been, it would have stuck better, you know, with the story stick facts made. So I was like, this is, this is, I'm definitely going to make my boys read this one for sure when they get old enough beneath the starless sky. So. Well, I think that if you'd read, if kids read that, then, then you can just remember what he went through. And then you have a, that's why God does, he does that in the Bible. I mean, you know that David ran to meet Goliath. He didn't amble up there. He ran to meet him. And that's what Pino, he, he did what he was mm-hmm. supposed to do. We can do hard things, but it's hard. So, uh, yeah. Was this your first podcast, Ash? Yes, it was. And you did great. Did you <laughs> love it? Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, you did awesome. So, thank Thanks you so much. Thanks for having me. She's had a big week because didn't you guys just open the scooters in, in Booker or Borger? Or Borger, where, Texas. Borger. Yes, if you, any of you Ooh. listening are in Borger, Texas, stop by scooters and get a coffee congratulations yeah where's it at in uh where's it at there well it's on the road to fritch i don't know the roads in um, but isn't it if you're going to walmart you'll pass it right yeah on the way to walmart it's across from chicken express and wendy's well that's just perfect i wish i lived closer books and coffee go so well together (laughs) yes they do it's a good combo well we just appreciate you so much for coming and speaking your uh insights into this when we're gonna we're gonna hold you to the worst hard times because that's okay. that's on our list so we'll, right. we'll invite you back then okay i'll have to reread it and refresh okay. myself <laughs> yeah. well, well and that's a wrap on beneath the scarlet sky and we highly recommend it if you haven't read it and we'll see you on the next one mm-hmm.